Yo guys, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's your boy Nolamu and welcome to another episode of the Beat Fires podcast. Yo, today obviously I'm joined by a very special guest, a good friend of myself, Tanache. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hello, hello. Yo guys, I'm excited for you guys to, to get to know Tanache more. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen Tanache about the scene, whether it be dancing, hosting, doing music. But today he's come and joined us on the Beat Fires podcast to give us a little bit uh, more insight into who he is, uh, more of an insight into his mind, uh, some of his passions and stuff like that, and share a few of uh, his own life experiences and stuff. So that's gonna be cool, that's gonna be cool. We'll get to all of that in a second though. I just wanted to say shout out to you guys who have been rocking with me over these past few episodes. I appreciate it, yo. We're growing, we're moving, it's definitely blossoming into something. Um, and yeah, we're just stepping into like a new set, a new scene, a new season of the podcast, which has been in the works for a, for a while now, for a period of time. So I'm excited about that. Yo, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe to the podcast as well. I'm telling you, it helps, it helps, it helps. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the little notification bell. Um, if, you're, if you're listening up on Spotify, Apple Music, make sure you're following. Yo, I'm telling you, it really takes the podcast to new spaces. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But all of that aside, yo, Tanache. What are you telling me? Oh, I'm good, boy. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. I'm glad to be here. I know you've been talking about this for a long time. Long time, long time. In fact, Tanache, you're one of the first people that I wanted to come onto the podcast. I think I shouted you first about... Yeah, I think I shouted you first and stuff like that. So I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. Thank you, thank you. I'm honoured. Yo, honored. this guy has been a supporter of myself. Whatever I'm doing, this guy is always supporting, always pushing always showing love towards it and stuff like that so yo i appreciate it, honestly thank you you say this but it's a, it's a give ah, take come relationship you support you this guy has basically been my pro uh, producer producer, producer helper, helper whatever, everything support so, support system so man that's come what on. we like to have yo, we have to we have to we have to unless we're helping each other then what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing but yo guys okay this is about to be a, a sick episode a good episode I've got some questions prepared for your boy. But before we do that, I think uh, let's do a little bit of an icebreaker. Get to know you a little bit. Get to know, get to know. Yeah, so All right. these are some quick fire questions and everything. I'll try and be quick. Come on, we'll try, we'll try, we'll try. <laughs> some quick fire questions. Try not to think too much. Okay. And, um, and let's see what we can get, okay? So let's go. First question. Amethyst or Afro Nation? I haven't been Afro Nation, but I want to say Afro Nation. You want to say Afro? Wow, Amethyst is really slacking. My no. guy's not even been to Afro Nation. He said, "Yo, Afro Nation." Afro Nation is not in the country. We are tired ah, of it's true, this it's true, it's true, it's UK. True. Like, come on, take come me on, come on. America. All right, cool. <laughs> club or day party? Ooh, uh, club. Club ish ish. Opposite. Club can be naughty. <laughs> come on. Um, phone calls or text? Phone calls. Phone calls, phone calls. Yo, you're on your phone, yeah? I'm yeah. not surprised. Um, <laughs> Don't reply for two days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, okay, cool. You're stuck on an island and you can only take three items with you. What are, what are those items that you take along with you? Mm. My Vaseline. Come on. Speaking of, speaking of, let me just make sure that I'm patterned. Yeah, I me, mean, um, and pink Vaseline has to be pink. Pink Vaseline. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say my phone, you know, even though I'm stuck on the island, you never know. GPS could GPS. You never know. Some miracle somewhere. Some miracle something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I forgot what the last thing would be. One also, more. One more. Uh, what I use every day. 
don't know, a jacket because I don't like being cold. Come on, come on. Yo, this guy was shivering outside. Was... I'm telling you. He was outside for two seconds. My guy was shivering. I shiver already. everywhere. I shiver. It was a bit mad. Um, okay, cool. Let's keep it moving. Asake or Young John? Asake. Hey, okay. All right. I'm not too sure on Young John. Uh, Young John. If you're not checked out Young John, Young John. He educates me. Fire. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Not wearing clothes. All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep Swiftly moving on that one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, inconsiderate people. Nice. Ish. Yeah. Ish. I feel that one. I feel consider that. your space. Come consider on. Consider where you are. Come on. With. Be mindful. Just be mindful. Just be mindful. Yeah. Come on. I like that. I like that. All right. If you had five minutes to speak to someone dead or alive, ah, no, no, no. If you had five minutes to speak to a famous person who's dead, who would that person be? And what would that be? What would that conversation be? Dead. Um, oh, this is a good one. Mm. The typical answer would be like Michael Jackson. Because yeah, you know what? it comes to everyone, isn't it? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I want to say. But then something's telling me Brenda Fassi, South African artist. I've okay. told you, do you remember we spoke about it sometimes? She influences a lot of uh-huh. some of my music that I double in nice, now. Nice. So I think we'll talk about what she's going through because she died mm-hmm. with drug and stuff. So okay. I would like to understand how right. does that, you know, yeah. affect somebody when you're famous mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And just, yeah, get some inspiration for more music. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one, but that's actually a good one still. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make sure I flash up who that is so that you guys know exactly what we're talking about. Um, cool. Next one. If you could switch lives with one other person, who would that be? And would you? The straight answer would be no. Mm. If you didn't say would you, I wouldn't. Uh, there's nobody that I look at and I think I want that life. Mm-hmm. However, if I really think deep, I would say Akon. Akon? <laughs> okay, okay, tell us tell us about Econ. What's what, what going on? Do you know what? Um, Before or after day, his whole experience of chucking people off of the stage and his whole ordeal and stuff like that. I mean, come on, think about Econ. That's fine. All, right. <laughs> All of that made who he is. Like, I just think in terms of what he's done with his money and his fame and mm. the impact that he's making, not many people are doing that, especially nice. African artists. Mm. And the fact that he's is an African that made it so big so early. Yep. Now, obviously, being African is cool, but he was cool before being African true, is cool. True, so. true, true. For one day, if I could just see, if I could just own a whole estate, mm-hmm. just own, you know, be bringing electricity to my country, that's something that I would want to just experience. Only for one day. If you said more than one day, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Econ, but. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Akon, you know, I didn't see that one coming at all. But, <laughs> yo, I don't knock it. I don't knock it at all. I mean, Akon's really, he's done some stuff. He left Africa, to be fair. Literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. Imagine that. That's powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real power. That's real power. Yeah. All right, cool. Last one. Last one. If you could rule the world, what would be the first thing you would change? This boy's shivering, Shad. <laughs> You've seen this boy is actually shivering, Shad. Um, okay. I would change the weather. If I yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I would just have heated with me. Everywhere should just be insulated. Nobody should be cold. Because if no I'm cold like this cold. now, how are homeless people homeless? <laughs> Yeah, I'll change that. <laughs> Yo, guys, we're in a big, big building, you know, big building, heated up, nice, state-of-the-art building, uh, you're shivering. I need a heater on me, like, if I could have you're, a portable heater. Yo, it's a bit mad. You can you can take the boy out of Africa, but you can't take Africa out of the boy. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's the end of our, 
icebreaker section and of our ice is broken it's broken you guys yeah. know tonight a little bit more now his shiverings and all the other wild that's in how i see it is come on i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you bro so yo before i get into all of these like how have you been what have you been doing on the scene and stuff like that where have you been all this like lately and stuff like that what's going on i've been okay mm. um i've been how have honest, you been really in really me okay out of the scene yeah. me personally um i've been growing mm -hmm. i think i had to take a moment of just understanding myself a little bit away from everything else nice. but in that i've missed being around certain things being i haven't stepped into that studio for like over a year i might go wow. today actually but wow, 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 wow. <laughs> over a year and some things like that i need but at the same time i also need just to figure out where am i growing so in that sense i've been growing figuring myself out but when we talk about in, well yeah that is the industry so mm. yeah that'll be the answer to that one nice <laughs> nice, nice so what have you in, in your stepping away from like you say dancing and being everywhere all of the time and stuff what has been the thing that you have figured you're saying figuring stuff what's one of those things that you have figured i figured that i'm a brand nice okay so talk to me about that from now onwards, I want to be doing things with intention. Even like places I go, I want to be mm. doing with intention. Yes, I'll go places just to have fun. But if I'm not there supporting somebody, or it's me that's on, or I just generally, generally don't want to be there, I don't really want to be in the mix anymore. Nice. I've also figured out that this game needs man. Mm, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. So that weekend when I'm not at the bar, at the club, I'll be at work because mm -hmm. I need to get that money up. And yeah, man. Those are the two main things that I think I've figured. Figuring out how to put myself out there Come on. and where the spaces I'm needed and spaces I'm not needed, and then also figuring out how to get that money up. Because mm. So it sounds like you've been a bit more, like you say, you've been a bit more thoughtful. It's just about where you show up, how you're perceived, and how people perceive you, isn't it? Exactly. And everything like that. That's and my direction also, like, obviously, you know that I'm transitioning from. Ah, let me just shake because. Come on, come on. <laughs> you know, very shivering here. Okay, you know, I'm transitioning from being obviously a dancer to doing my music and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. even though it's been happening for a couple of years, every year is something new that I'm learning. Like this year, I think is my best in writing, which is good because I shouldn't be going backwards. I should be going Come up. On. Progression, so always progression. All that stuff, I've been trying to figure out what's the next strategy. How would I want to brand that? How do I want to come out with that? So, yeah, because I want people to take it seriously. So, of course, 100%. That's, that's nice. Things that's I've been nice. trying to figure out. Cool. New avenues, new ventures and everything like that. And then I guess discovering yourself in that and what does Tinashe look like in all of that. Yo, it's about to be a good podcast. I have questions for all of that. Come and give all me. Of that. <laughs> so before we come into, you know, your, your music and all of the hosting and stuff, talk to us about dancing. Like, how did you actually get to become a dancer? What's that journey been like? Like, how did we arrive with as Tinashe the dancer? To be honest, my first... Um, visual memory of me dancing mm. is in the car park like I came from Zimbabwe when I was like three years old and then no four or three that must have been three and then in two years I did like one year anniversary then it was mm. um obviously primary school so in reception camcorder my aunt had a camcorder and um, they were recording us just like at the car park and I was there dancing to like you know those Congolese um I don't know for those that know the Hinde, Hinde. Oh, that was kind of Roger Miller and um, <laughs> Awilololong. Oh, how do you say? Yo, Long I don't Long know what Long. he was about to say, Sha. Awilololong. Yeah, I couldn't say it if you tried. Awilololong. 
<laughs> sorry to the Congolese yeah, out there. Sorry, no, sorry, yeah, we, we respect Uncle Wudo. Yeah, yeah, Those are the kind of things that I was doing. So I, I had that on camera in a cassette. That's my first visual memory of me actually dancing at a young age. Then after that, I just remember it was more like events and stuff would be like, ah, come and dance, come and dance. And I would watch like my aunties, especially my aunties. My uncles did the one too, but that was like funny. Mm, mm, mm. My aunties is the ones that I would watch and I'd be like, ah, nice. how do you do like that? How do you do like that? So that's how it kind of started, continued into education. Um, oh, you was educated as well in art? He, well, yes, through my secondary school kind of thing, into even my um, sixth form as well. Oh, okay. I was doing performing arts, um, and I was the guy that would be getting every single year. You know, your mom, African parents, they want to come and they want to receive when it's awards evening, they want to come for maths, they want to mm, come for English. Mm, mm, mm. My mom would be coming for dance. Some days she would just might not even turn up. Just, oh, <laughs> she's just like, oh, another dance one. Okay. <laughs> when are we going to get some, um, some maths and English? So, yeah, that was kind of like my secondary school experience. I was very much involved in performing arts and everything like that. And then transitioning into uni, I did like a quick year in uni. Just a quick swift Come on, one. come on. And whilst I was there, that's where we got a little bit more um, professional. I was taking it obviously um, more commercial and going and working with different artists and stuff. That's where I had my first big kind of booking. What's your first big booking? Mr. Easy, the Quaba shoe. Come on. So, to be honest, when I, I was even going to come and ask you about him, I was going to come. So, tell us about Mr. Easy. Come and tell us about how this story came to me. So, around that time, um, I was just going, um, I was just attending a lot of dance classes and putting myself in different spaces, which is another thing that I've been reflecting on recently. Like, how did I used to do back then? Mm. Back then, I used to put myself in spaces, I used to train, I used to. Obviously, it was easier because I was in London, I was going to University of Hertfordshire. So, 20 minutes train in an hour and then it's boom, a place to be man london's a place to be exactly yeah. so around that time i just went to a few dance classes i have to give a shout out to some of the dancers because those are the people that i looked at and then i was like i need to go to the dance classes and those mm. are the people that then put me on to mr easy people like patience and for me um those two especially they have been doing the afro scene for a long time back when you were still and yeah uh, before uh, it was like when people big... were still doing it in mcdonald's uh -huh, uh -huh. now it's on stage they're still doing it on stage wow. and stuff i noticed that she recently did um hey let me know like casey you know casey the afrobeats artist but yeah and the shake and different artists mm. but back then they were still just kind of well no let me not demonize it point is i went to the dance classes they kind of picked me up they noticed and seen some potential and then they called me for a booking and i was very shocked because at that time Obviously, I was going to dance classes and I was just going to uni, but when they called me for that, I dropped all of that. I didn't drop uni for that, but dropped all of the whatever I was doing that day and I made sure I was You there took the opportunity, you I saw the opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, we went for that and that was just the first experience seeing how everything happens behind scenes. Mm. And I think I was very inspired after that because I was like, no, this is more what I want to do than when I was at uni, I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what I felt was necessary at the time because right. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just like, okay, this is the next step. Just do this to get to where you need to get to. But right. when I seen this and I was like, okay, then more and more was coming, more and more was coming. I was like, I think I want to take my creativity a little bit more seriously, which is crazy. Leaving sixth form, my teachers, my teachers looked at me and they're like, you going to radiography? Mm, you going to... Mm -hmm. They knew after my rep repertoire of 
how the many years every year getting awards even in performing arts and then now oh, i'm going yeah. to do something that's so in a way easy. they they noticed your greatness they noticed yes. okay you could actually take this somewhere but They're all like, of a sudden you sure? you're going to go and do the safe option yeah and go to your plan even c maybe not even b but plan c maybe exactly. d and stuff like that rather than actually banking on yourself and they questioned it they asked me before wow. my mom in and they asked Obviously, I'm listening to my mom. Even if they say anything to my mom, I'm saying, oh, okay, okay, but I'm going back home with that. So she would just mm -hmm, <laughs> listen, don't listen to those people. I know what's good for you. So Which, in a way, so what it sounds like is that your your teachers was pushing you towards dance. Yes. And towards that whole career. But then your mom was pushing you, and family was pushing you towards the, the safe, safe option, options of radiology. Get into, get into something in the medical mm -hmm, field, mm -hmm, you know, you mm -hmm. say there's so many jobs. Are you guys listening? Are you this. listening? There's so many jobs out there. Come do on. a nurse, do a job, mm -hmm, do this. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I don't actually know what I want to be. I know I'm good at dance and all that kind of stuff, but everybody's told me that that's not what you should go to, like study, and it's not going to get you here, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just listening as a child that I was at 17 years old. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's how I ended up in the course. So yeah, when I finally got to experience it in London, so sometimes things happen for a reason, I guess, of because course. I ended up there. But um, when I experienced it, that's when I was kind of like, let me go back to what I think I should actually really be doing, what I'm good at already. Which is a dance and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So dropped out of uni. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, abundance. He was just like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that course anyways. I think I could have balanced the two if I was feeling it, but I just genuinely wasn't feeling it. So I was like, okay. And then I came back to Birmingham, but that was also like a bit of a, it stopped me. I felt like it was a, what's the English? Yo, I have so many <laughs> friends whose English like runs out. English be running out, no, guys. I'm telling you, Shadow, English. It became like, it almost, it felt like I was a barrier to my next level whilst I was here because... Oh, a hindrance and stuff. Yeah, okay. and also because I was coming back to the environment of, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, take the safe option. Whereas over there, it was like, oh, come to this dance class, come to this, we're doing um, the big class show. And that consumed a lot of my time, as well as obviously going to uni here and there. I think a lot of people do that, though. Sorry, just to... But I think a lot of people do that in the sense of, I, I've, I've come to learn and believe, and I think this is sometimes what you're seeing when we have our own conversation. Right. Like when you see greatness in someone, greatness has to be chosen. Yes. Greatness is not just given to you. Yes. It's, 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 you, have to, you have to choose greatness, especially coming from the background that we come from where not everything was served to us on a silver platter or something like that. Yes. But when people see greatness on the inside of it, it's just like, okay, I have to choose that for myself. It's not just, it's not just given. And oftentimes you are presented that, you know, we're presented that the whole safe option or greatness is on the other side of the risk literally because there's so many like there's probably somebody can probably sing better than beyonce that's sitting behind a desk right now but mm. it's because they have decided you know what this is what works for me this is where my life should be Eesh, sometimes you on. put yourself in that box and it's like come on expand yourselves do you know what i mean there's there's a lot of people that are in the industry that there's people that are better than or there's always going to be somebody better than you but there's actual real talent especially nowadays you see that people are now growing up your numbers are up or if, mm, if, if you do the kind of clout you bring into the club or whatever it is but somebody that doesn't bring a lot of they probably have better performance i've seen it even in the dance industry Come away on. from the music there's dancers out there that are authentic in the styles or whatever but they will choose a thousand times better the people that are not authentic but with the more followers to yeah. go and do especially that i'm a piano i have to take it there because that's my come on <laughs> come on yo, yo, take it there speak on it that's my home like 
they'll come and take from a different country, which is fine. I don't discriminate that because I dance with like Shanice. I'll give her a shout out. That's like my dance partner. And she's from um, Jamaica. Even myself, I'm from Zimbabwe. So it's not from South Africa. But they'll come and take somebody that specialized in a different, complete different genre. They might even do hip hop, but they wow. know how to just do the TikTok dances. But because they've got the good amount of following, that's how they now get into, you know, mm. their bookings and stuff. So yeah. I even forgot where I was going with Sorry, that. no, it's just you were, talking, <laughs> you were talking about you come up to Birmingham and the it looked like it was a bit of a hindrance for you. However, yeah. However, that's when um it took me a couple of years, but I kind of found my feet and um started dibbling, dabbling in music again because I took the dance very seriously at one point and I put the music aside. To be honest, I started writing and stuff when I was a teenager, but I didn't take it seriously. I was very shy. I had a little bit of um confidence issues mm -hmm. i think i still do but um it's things that we're working on and as you grow up it's like you can't blame what so and so did and you can't so -so blame did, jack jill and jack Femi and at that whatever. time it's like it's happening so okay mm -hmm. you can blame them but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. now it's like it's not happening anymore so you still stuck 10 years ago you still stuck 15 years ago so that yeah sense of ownership in it so it's one of them where i had to kind of took me, took me a little bit of time some self-healing went through with my parents um they came from a place of where they were like very much stay safe stay safe and you need to go and do this i don't know why you even wasted your time going to do this you only went to uni for blah 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 i'm not going to say too much but we went through it without but without going into like you say you don't want to go into the detail that's fine however <laughs> they're thinking that so what what was the more so this what was the conversation that you had to have with yourself in order to bring yourself to the point where okay no i know my parents want me to go this way but actually I'm gonna go this way. What was the conversation you had to have with yourself to break out of that that hold that was keeping you? Um, I had to realize like I'm trying. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had to do what I'm good at, and it's like that's always been the thing that I've been good at. I didn't want to force and try and do something that I'm not good at. I had the, the, a passion in dance, that's why I was doing it even whilst I was studying. Mm. But it was like, if this is working more and you're not feeling the study, then you need to do what's working more for you. You're the one that's going to go and do that book. You're the one that's going to do that essay. You're the one that's going to do those lectures. And on top of that, I had like another, my course was going to be four years. So I was thinking four years of me doing this thing that I don't like when I could be really focusing my four years into something that I do like, even though it didn't really work like that when it came out. But that's the conversation that um, I had. I mean, I was focusing on growing and all these things that we're talking about because I think it took me about four years from when I came back from uni to kind of get back on my feet to be back and start doing hosting and start mm. doing um, the music thing a little bit more seriously because by then we had gone through it in the process. Like I said, we had the conversations with my parents, had the conversations with myself. And by the end of it, my parents, like now, they're at a place where they just support whatever I'm doing, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. which is good. Nice. Because even though they, I'm not doing what, exactly the what they want me to do, they just like, as long as you're doing something, you're not a bum. Obviously, mm. I would say like that, but you're not a bum. You, you've got some sort of direction. Come on. You, 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 you know, you're, you're going somewhere with your life and you're happy, you're safe. I haven't brought any police to the house. Oh, come on. I haven't. Um, there's no babies at there's home. There's no babies at yeah. the house. <laughs> yeah. So what are you complaining about? Yeah, like, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it could be way worse. So, yeah. So yeah. it's one of them ones. So that's how we got to where we are now. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, it's a journey, Shai. It's, it's a, journey. a journey. And I think that whole thing that happens with parents is a journey, especially coming from African households where, thankfully, my mum was very, was has always been, you know, 
I see something inside of you, go and, go and do this, go and do this. But I definitely relate because my dad on the other side, he's, he's like that. He'll be like, oh, okay. For example, me doing music, he was just like, okay, that's great. I went on TV, he was just like, that's great. And stuff like that. But he was just like, even when I was performing and people was asking me to come and go on stage and it was coming to getting off the ground and stuff, he was just like, okay, that's all, that's all well and good, but where's your degree? <laughs> just like, where's the degree? So I completely understand that whole thing and then having to make those choices for yourself on the inside when you kind of come of age making those choices for yourself where it's just like no i know the direction that you guys want me to take it in but this is what i feel called to and stuff like that so i commend that i commend that because not everyone does that yeah, yeah to be honest i think obviously there's still more that i'm learning about myself and i think with what i've learned in the past it's been 10 you know no i'm exaggerating about 10 years it's been 10 years <laughs> been um i don't know a seven good years number, or good number yeah since um i left uni mm. and i've had to do the growing in myself even this whole confidence thing i think that whole thing of like um not having the support because even like i went to when i was like 16 15 14 i think it started i went to yeah it started at 14 to be honest because i'm an august baby so everybody else mm, 15 mm, once mm. I was 14 I went to um, a dance company, the one that I recently have been working for. But at that time, I was going just training and I was trying to get into the youth club or whatever. And it was like, every Thursday, you need to be there. And then they seen the potential in me as well. So they wanted to like level me up to the, you know, when you get the normal class and then you can stay for the extra hour for like the extra master class or whatever you want to call it. So I started getting into that habit or whatever. But my mom was not very, she didn't want me to do that. She wanted me to focus on books. So she took me out, she wasn't letting me go and blah, blah, blah. And I would have to do things like sneak. And then she came to the office at one day because she's sneaking around, sneaking around and all these kind of things. So that kind of already kind of was like pulling me away from dance. When at that time, I probably needed her to push me. Then in transitioning to like 16-ish, when I was time to go to like sixth form and whatnot, I wanted to go to um, a performing arts sixth form. That didn't work. I mean, I went to the auditions and whatnot. To be honest, my mom didn't want me to do it, but I still did it and didn't get in but that's not the point sometimes the knockback and how did you feel about that sorry when i reflect on it now the reason why i didn't get in is what i'm kind of reflecting on as a whole the confidence issue confidence i know i can do certain things but that day i went and i auditioned for musical theater you need to be at least strong in two and then the other one you need to be okay in so when i went there the dance aspect was okay it was a little bit out of my radar because it was very jazz and ballet, mm, but I, could, I was flexible. I could do whatever was around that time. The acting was also okay because I don't mind acting. But then when it came to singing, oh, like the way that I'm shaking now is the way that... <laughs> and they literally said to me like, okay, um, they gave us like some... First of all, I, I, I watch musical theatre stuff. That doesn't even make sense. I watch musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. We watch, we watch musicals, but I'm not that, um, I don't have that much knowledge in them. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I was there just because I've always done performing arts and I wanted to still stay in acting, dancing, and singing. But they wanted us to know. So, this musical from 1980, so the music they did, Lloyd Webber stuff, everything. So, I was like, okay, I faked it. Like, yeah, I knew what I was talking about. Then they were like, okay, so we're going to give you a music, uh, we're going to give you a song from so and so and so and so. Come back tomorrow morning and you're going to perform. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yo, they're really on it. 
So I went home and I was trying to learn the lyrics. And these times, like I said, that whole confidence thing. Obviously, my mum doesn't know I'm even going, so I'm leaving singing quietly. Yo, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. By the time it was time to sing in front of an audience, do you think they could hear my voice? I'm telling you, Shah. The thing is, with, with, with um, like performing arts, dancing, if you're nervous, you can put it into the moves. Isn't it? Yeah. If you're acting, you know, some somehow, like, you can... The way I think of it is like you can take yourself out of yourself because you you have to be somebody else. Somebody else, else right? exactly. But when you're singing, you're singing nerves. You're, you're your very voice, vulnerable. It gives it away. It yeah. gives it, it really, your voice really gives it away and stuff like that. Unless you're trained to be able to handle those nerves. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear the... Uh, exactly. And at that age, I'm coming to mm -hmm. be trained. So <laughs> I feel you, bro. Don't have much training. And in fact, I don't even think they heard her because I was singing like... Uh, Quietly. Couldn't even get it out. You know, sometimes when we recorded, I do sing quietly. That's you know, I'll be telling this boy sometimes, like, open your mouth, <laughs> chat. I'll be like, open your mouth, bruh. Let us hear you. But one of the things which I want to kind of like hit on is one of the things I'm noticing. So from back now in your, your um, primary school, secondary school, sixth form college, even coming to university stuff, people are noticing your, your greatness. Even now, the conversations that you and I will have where you come over and we record and everything like that, and how many times have I told you, yo, you can really, really go somewhere, do somewhere. Yeah. Yo, I don't just support anybody, you know. I, I need to really see something. It's true. And everything. And I've told you how many times. So my question is, you've been told by all of these people around you, you're fantastic, you're great, you can really be something. Why or what is it within, within you that keeps that level of, I don't want to say anxiety or fear or low confidence within yourself sometimes not all the time because we see this boy get up on stage and he can really really do do damage it's and stuff true. like that but what is it what what is it that keeps you there uh, i think it's that insecure child again that Eesh. thing that okay um, let's go there mm. <laughs> let's to go be honest there. there was a lot of things uh, yeah in the childhood outside of just like the performance stuff but just even like appearance i was a fat child and then no and way. then no growing way. Into teenagehood, I became a pimply child. So, <laughs> <laughs> real acne fight. Yo, shout out so, to my people. <laughs> shout out to my people. I still, you know, I, even now to this day, I still have to make sure I'm scrubbing my skin so it doesn't get too bad. But it all took a toll because already being an African child, you're mm. a little bit fat, you've got bad skin. And then on top of that, you're into things that most of the children, especially the boys, was not into. I was always getting performing arts. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, the other yeah. boys were getting the football and the one. Yo, one, I'm one, right one. there with you, bro. I'm so right do you there get? So already yeah, there was yeah. just a lot of insecurity around that, and I was very heavily bullied, like mm. in year seven, to the point where we had to completely move school. I didn't, I, and I still don't think I'm that comfortable to say everything. Mm, but no when point. I told um, the way I explained it to my parents was that they bullied me because I'm fat, and um, at first they didn't take it seriously until I got into a fight, and then the head teachers called me. The head teacher and I had like a face to face and I told them everything, what I was actually feeling. Mm -hmm. And I told them, don't tell my parents. And then they were like, okay. So I don't know what conversation. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just come Let in. Let me just do my job. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. So they called them up and then I think they said it was the fat thing. I don't know. I don't know. Because my parents took whatever I told them and they were like, you know what, let's move you from this school, let's get you mm. to another school. I mean, even then, like, it's like when I moved to the new school, it's like that's when my character really started building and I had to start standing up for myself. Because in primary school, everybody just loved me. I was just, 
I was just, I felt very loved. Everything is small, and I mean, that's how primary school is, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's not as, um, it's not as intense. Did you get? Yeah, Whereas, yeah. as soon as I got into the big fit, the big pool, I was like, okay, um, this is different. Now there's however many hundreds, thousands of people, well. different people, and they have grown up from different backgrounds. Yeah. So, with primary school, people have grown up with you, so we're kind of from the same, you know, mm. understanding. But yeah, so that was a bit of a shift. So, I went through a lot of like anxiety and a lot of depression. When I was my teenagers, and then I think coming out of like going into like sixth form, going upward, I was a gym boy. I was oh, come on, come on. <laughs> just like yo, shifting, shifting. I was doing things that made me feel more confident. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. dressing the way I wanted to dress, even things like that. You know, when you're growing up and your stylist is your mm -hmm. African parents, oh, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> especially with them haircuts, sometimes as well. Shall I? Get, I'm telling like, you, like for me to even have hair like this, this is something I wanted from a child. But yeah, come I think on. I'm just building myself now, my appearance. The way that I feel about myself, that um, when I'm outside, those are the kind of things that I think sometimes stop me. And then with singing as well, um, I still, I'm, I know I can do it, and I know I'm good at it. I've heard myself on certain tracks. We, we've had discussions, Come on. and I know that I've got potential and I've got a vision. However, it's that confidence thing again that sometimes stops me. But sometimes I can fake it till I make it. But in the back of my head, there's always that little something that's just kind of like, oh, are you good enough? Or how people gonna look at you or if I watch a video afterwards you're I'm good like, enough uh, bro you're good enough yeah. um, when we're looking at you bro <laughs> we're looking at and be like yo this is amazing when I tell you look, let me just one second let me just let me just come in and be like yo come on because this thing yeah when, we, when I tell you that when we see you on stage even off of the stage you are like you say one of the most considerate people that I know and stuff like that you're very very personable connect with people and maybe that comes out of your background and stuff but yo, you can get on stage and you chop it up and you say, okay, when I'm on stage, this is my stage. It doesn't matter if you're dancing, it doesn't matter if you're singing, it doesn't matter if you're hosting. You say, okay, cool, it's nice what you guys are doing, but now I'm here. And everything <laughs> like that. And you really see Tanesha, I'm not sure if you guys go on Tanesha's TikTok. Yo, it's all here, it's all going to be linked and whatever. But yo, that's not just on TikTok, that's not just for the camera, that's, that's life, that's you in life and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we get a glimpse, you give us a glimpse, or sometimes it's just a whole show of who you are behind all of that uh, stuff that's happened before and everything mm -hmm. like that and for me it's just like yo live there don't visit live there it's true it's true it's true and i think i've kind of um trained my mind to, to in those spaces sometimes i feel very comfortable I'm mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. if i'm on a big stage i feel comfortable like okay. the bigger the stage the better for me because i feel like I'm meant to be here. It's almost like I have imposter syndrome. Like, yo, talk on it, talk on if, it. I'm telling if, you. If I'm on a big stage <laughs> and the light is on me, it's like, yeah, this is my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have come to watch me. Somebody has paid money for today, so I'm gonna come put on. it on. But when it's like things like when people are like, oh, just dance for us, or just come and do yeah, this, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, guys, you yeah. know, I get all like, oh, why is this? all of this anxiety comes in. So I think that's where that kind of comes from. And I'm just trying to get out of that because sometimes you just need to do your thing. You're a brand, bro. Like you said, you're a brand. You're a brand, you're so. a brand bro. Come on. Give yeah. us the brand. You understand? So that's cool. And that's cool. I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you opening up that for us as well. Mm -hmm. I want to I wanna take it on a little bit of a segue and stuff like that, if that's okay. Because you've mentioned your music to us and stuff like that. So obviously you've come through a lot of, a lot of different things. And now we're hearing, okay, there are certain things that happened in the past which kind of maybe maybe limit you a little bit and stuff so with the music and the, your relationship to music what inspires that what inspires because there's one particular song I, I, I'm, I'm actually gonna drop it here i'm just gonna be like yo there's a particular song that this guy made called moon cry 
chef's kiss of a song and everything like that. I love that song. It's a real vulnerable it space. Is. And it's probably most the, the most vulnerable track which you and I have worked on. Yo. That I've ever made. That he's ever made. Yeah. You've heard it from his own mouth. Yeah. From his, that he's ever made. So what inspires your music? Um, do you know what? When I first started writing, and I think that's probably why I stopped as well, because I was just trying to write because I, was, I knew I liked to do music. Mm. Like when I was a teenager. That's what I'm talking about here. And I was like, oh, let me just write this because it sounds sick and blah, 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 blah. Bad, bad, you bad. know, random shit that just sounded whatever. Then maybe like I'll say 2019 either, I started getting back into it. And then um, 2019, 2018, I started getting back into it and started going to the studio here and there. And I was trying to write about what I'm going through. But say that again? Yeah, wrap it up now. Oh, cool. Okay. Five minutes, is that okay? Okay. Cool, thank you. Guys, we're going to be wrapping up real soon. Cool. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? 2019. So you're talking about yours. So before it was like vibes and stuff like that. What people wanted started to hear. writing a bit more seriously in 2019 and stuff. 2018, and then I was hearing myself. I had never really gone to the studio to record. So once I heard myself in the studio, and I was like, okay, this, even though the substance in my writing isn't great. I sound okay. So I started to take it a little bit more seriously and then I started to actually go through things as well. I was growing up, so when I started going through more things and looking back on understanding why certain things were happening and why I'm like this and all that kind of stuff, that's when I started to feel like I've got a bit more substance in my music. Yeah. And nowadays I write through what I'm going through, which is positive and negative because if I'm not going through it, I might start a song and then I don't finish it because I've finished going through mm -hmm. that thing. But usually i go through it and if i finish it there maybe i'm really like that moon cry that one was all done in the car probably in one session and it Amazing. was just a very emotive emotional session so yeah i kind of go off my emotions and i'm inspired here and there by our african artists come on you know like the friend of passes that we we're talking mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. and um so it's like you craft you've gone from just vibes to more so now you want to craft and go into that depth and stuff which yeah, exactly. i always say if you want to go for depth then you have to craft songs they don't just come some do but you know you actually have to dig for it and it has to be worked for yeah. all right yo i think this is a part one to be honest we're not even finished we're, we're not, not finished we're not Quarterly. finished i'm telling you <laughs> but your guys they're, they're, they're trying to check us out they're trying to wrap us up early and stuff like that don't worry about it don't worry about it bro i appreciate you coming on it i appreciate your vulnerability i appreciate uh, you just coming to share the lessons and thank stuff you, like that you. from the trials that you've actually gone through that's what this whole podcast is about it's about beat fires the fires that we've beaten the fires that we've overcome to get us to where we are now so hopefully you guys have found something that you can take from that and everything bro like i said i can't wait to get you on part two and yes. we put this up right where we left off Definitely, definitely. I appreciate you, my guy. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Pleasure, my guy. Pleasure, 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 pleasure. Thank you, thank you. You guys, make sure you're following Tanasha. Yo, what's your Instagram? What's your TikTok? Come on. Underscore TN Shy, T N S H Y, or the underdog T. Wait, you know how to spell that one? If you don't, then it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. You guys, make sure that you share this with someone. Like, comment, subscribe. I appreciate you guys. We out. Thank you.